feel like I'm calling a horse race. Well, you can. <laughs> that's what you want to do. Yeah. Coming around the last four, though. Oh, that's great. There we go. If you want, you know what I can do? I can move over here. Yeah, Mike, what the fuck? I mean, you're going to be out of frame. Oh, I'll be, oh, yeah, gonna be oh this is on TV, we gotta, too? we got to see yeah. your pretty We're going to have a video. It's great. All right, <laughs> Seb, are we good? All right. This can't be on TV. No, no, it's going to be on YouTube. It's not on oh, TV. Oh, YouTube is on. Yeah. Not real oh, TV. Oh, look, we got a pizza. Oh, pizza. I'm I'm bringing pizza. Us a pizza. This is great. Fat guys love pizza. <laughs> All right. Hey, everybody. It's Rob, National Fire Radio. We're here over our On Tap event in Buffalo, New York. I want to do a couple introductions uh, we have with us at the table today. We have uh, Mike Curry from First Out Rescue Equipment. That's right. You got it. First Out right. Rescue Equipment. You got it. And then Sean Egan, Buffalo Fire. And Sean, go ahead and plug your, your podcast. Yeah, we're with a good buddy of mine from Jersey, uh, John Haywick with the Thin Red Line Radio Show. And as always, Tucker Daly in the corner. Hey, everybody. You'll hear my laugh. <laughs> Just keep both hands above the table. <laughs> So Mike, we Mike's a, uh, is a is a big sponsor of tonight's event, and uh, we just kind of wanted to like one thank you for being here and and the opportunity to make sure that this happened here. Um, tell us a little bit about First Out Rescue and the business and some of the services that you provide. Um, the business started in uh, 1998 as a result of uh, my participation in my local volunteer fire department. We competed in auto extrication competitions and I got familiar with a product line called TNT Rescue. Uh, from there, uh, they kind of approached me. At the time, I brought some industrial experience along with me and uh, started the business that way, just selling uh, the jaws of life. If you will. Right. Now, you're also, you, I know we, we, we were talking oh, about a little bit, you're a, a you were a paramedic at one point. Uh, EMT? Uh, current uh, second assistant chief of my local fire department. And which department is that? A Brighton Fire District in Tonawanda. Okay. And then one of the other things that the business has is an extrication school. We saw that on... Right. Through my years of the extrication competitions, I had the pleasure of meeting some great people along the way, learn a lot of great things, make some great friends, and I put together a great team that can deliver an extrication program. Uh, custom tailored to the fire department mm -hmm. to accomplish anything. In addition to that, we branched out also to include heavy trucks uh, and incorporating the local tow agencies, heavy duty towing agency with first responders and have a great curriculum of that with lifting bags and obviously extrication as a whole. One of the things that I think is really important that you, you hit on is that you can customize it for the, the customer. And I mean, that's huge because I think a lot of people get Correct. caught up and they're like, you know what? I don't need a big city rescue class, and you're like, but you need, you know, you can kind of tailor it into their their needs or help them understand how it's going to help them. From the entry level process to the most advanced, and that's why I have again a cadre of instructors that are second in line. Mm -hmm. Now, do you go all over the country with this? I've had the yes, the auto extrication stuff has pretty much been in uh, just New York, Pennsylvania, Ohio. However, the big truck stuff, I've had the pleasure of going out to California to teach, and then all over the Northeast Mid-Atlantic. So. Now you're using airbags and all kinds of stuff for that? Yeah, lift bags, yep. The low pressure, medium pressure, high pressure, strut work, uh, and then incorporating you know, proper rigging procedures uh, in addition to uh, you know, the tow agency and relying on their expertise. Right. That's awesome. Um, What's uh, like as far as you know, just for you as a, a, a salesperson and, and, and running this business, like for people who are out there looking for new tools and looking for products, 
what is it that they can do to like kind of help themselves out and like where can you your business come in to help facilitate that for the customer? Well, looking for new product, obviously, you know, searching websites, and then obviously to get it in your hands, you have to call your local salesman, whoever that might be. Obviously, we would love it to be us, but we can't cover everybody and can't be everywhere. Get a hold of your salesman, have them bring that equipment out, do a proper evaluation. I mean, if it was with rescue tools, for instance, do the same cuts, the same time, uh, it, you know, on the same material or the yeah. same car, so you can really get a good comparison. It's no different than if you did vent saws and you did it on pellets one day right. and a, you know, a, a double roof. asphalt shingled roof. You know, that's it, it's not the same. You mm -hmm. know, that's what you have to do. You have to. Put yourself into it and, and rely on the sales guy a little bit. You'll know who the good ones are and who the ones aren't. And, you know, but there's they should be in the interest of educating the customer. Yeah, I, I, and that we all need that. I mean, I need it every day in my, you know, when I'm playing fire chief. Right. Are there are there pitfalls that you see that uh, that people can avoid um, when they're like specking? Like, if I wanted a new extrication equipment um, or I wanted a new air pack, like, are there pitfalls you see customers? come across that kind of set them up not I don't want to say set them up for failure but maybe make the process more difficult some of the pitfalls are they'll just trust what's published like you know literature yeah. okay. and you know we can all write things to be pretty good if we want I think not only just trusting the literature you just really have to be a student of the game you have to be yeah. willing to learn and willing to be say you know what I think it's this that I want, product A, but along the way you may end up choosing C or D. Right. It, it, but a lot of times people just, yeah, this well, is the best because... Things keep changing in the industry. I mean, we've looked at air packs over the past five years and we've seen that they've completely changed. Correct. So, you know, you have to, even though you might run one product and you have for years, you should look at all of them because they've altered so much. It, correct. I couldn't agree more, and, and there's new companies being born, there's new products that are gaining more traction, you know, sometimes we're just really fearful to change. Yeah, <laughs> it's a fire service. It, Firemen hate two things, the way it is and change, right? But, like, but, but we understand too is that it's hard to change. Yeah, it, It's monumental to train 800 firemen or 40 firemen to do the same thing all the time. Yeah. I had a friend that was battling cancer, and the doctor, we, we, we had some continuity of care issues. And the story, I think, is pretty relevant because the doctor says, if I could have mind control 100% of the time, he says, I would never have any mistakes with my staff. He says, but I can't because the people go off and right. do their own thing. Yeah. So, it's... Hello, sir. Huh? Thank you. Jay Mazurkowitz, everyone. Yeah, yeah. Just jumping right on in. It's all good. <laughs> Just go ahead. Yeah. You're the man. He, he's the man. He's the man. He is the man. He is. But, yeah, we got a little sidetracked there. I'm not sure, but, you know, just. No, it's, it, it, I think it's good it's good stuff, like you said. So it goes back towards, like, the business end of it and uh, kind of, like, helping customers prepare for that that big purchase or that change. And I, I know how we approach that i mean is is to try to be truly an educator if we can if we're going to bring you something to really know the product so we can explain it to you versus like eh, here it is and you know what i look at it you can't be the pushy salesman either right right like 
That turns here, people off. Here, here it is. I know you got to get other quotes or bids or whatever it is, but you know, please get a hold of us if you want it. But I wish I, w- I wish I could say you got to pester the heck out of somebody, but it, I don't think it works for anybody. No, no. I think, uh, and if anything, I think it would actually work against anybody doing that because if the product doesn't meet their expectation, then it's that guy pushed this on me, and it's you know, right. And you're so you're, you're an owner of a business. And if that one salesperson does that to somebody, they could taint the whole business. So it's important for them to understand that, you know? I find it doesn't matter who we're dealing with, career or volunteer fire chiefs or decision makers, they all have less time. Right. Don't, I mean, we all feel like we have less time than we ever have before. Yeah. So if we can make it easy for them to do business with us, mm-hmm. whatever that is, that's what we're, our goal is. And that's whether that's you know somebody that we have a salesman or if somebody picks up the phone and makes a call from Alaska, uh, we try to treat them like they were they would be 20 minutes away from us. I know it sounds corny, but you wouldn't think customer service is a competitive advantage. Oh no, but it is. I mean, I, I think. But it is. Yeah, like well, I mean, and we are in a customer service industry. Right. Like, and I, I always hated saying that, but at the end of the day. Like uh, the people who are dialing 911 are our customers, and we're there to service them. Right. And we need that kind of support from our, our salespeople, our manufacturers, everybody along the way. Right. So I I've always found that anybody who's able to back up all that stuff, like that, that is a selling point of anybody out there. Like I would, I'll pay more money for something if I know that the salesperson in the in the store is going to back the product and, and be able to help me if I have an issue with it. So. Well, I would be lying if somebody, you know. After we get off mic here and somebody, I see the phone ringing, it's a number like, but I'll answer it because I'll feel better at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah. And hey, I might not be able to do anything till tomorrow or two days from now, but at least you know that we talked and it's handled versus going, is he going to call me back? Right. So. With, with the extrication equipment, are you finding that people are going more towards the e-tools now or is that a slow process? So, trying to think over the last... 15 or 20 demos or so and there was one department said yes bring bring both hose tools and battery operators we want to look at them both and they that's exactly what they did with the hose stuff they looked at them on the table we had set up picked up the battery operated tools and went to work but um you know being a student of the game and been doing it as long as i have i have to admit you know we always wanted seven years ago make the tool lighter make it stronger this is what we wanted, right? It's like literally a pair of scissors. If I could have a pair of scissors and cut the roof off this car, it'd be great. But then we eliminated a, co- a hose and coupling. Pretty basic thing, but we have had issues, right? We've all been on a scene and somebody didn't hook it up right. And then we went to a single coupler that made it a little bit easier, but it added cost. But anyways, we introduced, you know, Hearst introduced battery tools and Man, it's, it's just taken off. And every other manufacturer, including ours, uh, you know, has followed suit. And that's what everybody's, that's where everybody's well, selling I, tools. I think it's better because, you know, before we were stuck to one tool. You know, you, you bought a specific company and you had to then buy their tools when you were upgrading or... Very if common. Not, you were way, totally right. changing your system out. Mm-hmm. Now you can buy a, an e-tool from one company, an e-tool from the other, and you're not limited. I mean, there's yeah. no interoperability concerns um, outside of 
be worried about batteries, but I, it's. I, I never thought of a mix and match as far as like getting the best spreader and then getting the best cutter and just sinking the money into the battery. It is funny fun. how everybody looks at it as all or nothing, but it really yeah. doesn't have to be. Right. Um, TNT, little story, they made a big inroad with New York City, ESU. First was their largest, the police department was their largest customer. And it was low pressure hearse that they plugged into because we had a cutter that was stronger. And then it moved along and fire jumped along, special operations did and some in you know other big cities and whatever, but but most of the time it's Budweiser or you know Coors or whatever. Right, right yeah. You know, uh, one one brand, but this does give you the flexibility. And truthfully, the portability to into of the it, craft beers. That's right. Train, yeah. train wreck. Yeah, I vote train wreck. <laughs> but you're looking at different, you know, it just the the weight has gone up, but the flexibility, the portability. I no longer need if a truck goes out of service, I can put it in the back of a pickup truck, or I can go anywhere in a building. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah. collapse type stuff in a structure fire with you know. You can use them in that. I'd, I'd have to say for like, Sean, I don't know if you can touch on that because that's something like I, I would never come across it in my job, but like using tools inside of a, of a building like that. Yeah, well, we tested out the battery tools actually. First out came out, brought their stuff to the city, and I loved them. My guys loved them. Um, I mean, unfortunately, when you're dealing with big city budgeting, big city funding, big city whatever, we didn't end up getting them. But yeah, we there was. All the years I've been doing this, that was a game changer. They were, and yeah. I wanted them, and I pushed hard to get them. And, um, Think of doing a home remodel oh, project absolutely. and having every yeah. one of your tools be corded. Oh. You would be like, yes. I'm going to use this drill to dr- dr- hang. No, I'm oh, yeah, not. Yeah. So that's kind of where this is gone. Yeah. I mean, it, it is here. It's, you know, and we're, we're happy that we got a great platform that does a great job. So, but it's, it's here. Well, I want to thank you for coming on. I appreciate the and opportunity, guys. This was this was an awesome time. I, I, one of the things I always enjoy about getting people in front of the microphone is I always learn something new sitting here. So that sitting here, just kind of going over all this stuff, it's like you know, resetting the mind. I'm like, yeah, all right, cool. That's, I'm sure my, awesome. my my wheels will be turning in my head in a little bit. Yeah, you know? <laughs> come back. We'll, we'll be like, hey, I had another idea. We'll be like, all right, let's start this up again. So. All right, guys, thank you. Thanks for coming, yeah, Mike. We appreciate it. On. So everybody, this is Mike Curry from First Out Rescue. Check them out. They're on Facebook. You can get. Do you guys have a, you have an online website yep. as well? Firstoutrescue.com. Firstoutrescue.com. So check them out. Great sponsors of the event. We really appreciate them here from National Fire Radio. We will. Uh, we'll see you guys later on in the event. It's going to be a good time. All right. Cheers. <laughs>